This podcast is brought to you by Upmost, sponsors of Team Guernsey. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, an extra pod for you as we hit 50 days to go until the NatWest International Island Games. Coming up, we'll be checking in on some of the sports to have confirmed their teams in recent weeks, including sailing, tennis and table tennis. I'm Tony Curran. Alongside me, it's the Guernsey Press Sports Editor, Gareth DePrevo. Hi, Tony. And also from the sports desk, Jamie Ingrall. Hi, Tony. Uh, guys, 50 days to go. Um, I think it's about eight years since talk of Guernsey hosting um, the Island Games um, for a third time. I think started to be talked about in public and here we are on the verge of it uh, this is where it really ramps up isn't it Gareth? very much so tony yeah everything everything now seems to be directed towards um july every sort of sporting event you go to and whatever this seems to be that little buzz of anticipation and everyone's really looking forward to um what that the home island games will bring yeah now we've got the sime and the marathi out the way um yeah it is all eyes on july uh definitely making me sweat a bit thinking about all the uh, all the stuff we're going to be doing ahead of it. We're going to have some fantastic coverage uh, in the paper and online as well. Um, so we'll be keeping you right across what's going on with Team Guernsey and the wider games as well. Um, as I say, 50 days to go. We've pretty much now had every team announced um, just athletics to come. Um, today, we learnt uh, the names of the eight remaining cyclists who will make up the 20-strong squad. We'll come to you in a moment, Jamie, just to talk about that. And also hot off the press, Gareth. Um, we had the women's football squad a couple of weeks ahead of their Marathi, um, but we've had the men's squad um, today from manager Tony Vance and uh, at least one very interesting name in there. Yeah, I, I think a bit of a surprise. I mean, from the Marathi and Ireland Games training squad, as we thought the list was, there's been an addition and it's uh, James Hammond has been named as one of the goalkeepers for the Island Games which is obviously uh, a bit uh, yeah like I say a bit of a surprise but also a, a great addition I mean he's obviously an outstanding uh, talent in gold James and uh, yeah it'll be a, a, a nice fresh face I think for just for the football squad as a whole especially after the disappointment of the Marathi as well yeah and he's been away hasn't he for quite a few years now um, plying his trade um, in the southwest he was at Exeter of course um, initially after leaving the island um, more recently at Truro where uh, he helped well, he produce some heroics, didn't he, to help them uh, go up through the playoffs and uh, up into the National League. Yeah, Truro had a fantastic season. They ended up, I think, third in their in their table, but they've ended up, uh, they won their playoff semi-final on a penalty shootout, which which James made a couple of fantastic saves. And then they, they went on to beat uh, Bracknell, I think it was, in the in the playoff final. So they earned promotion with James sort of at the heart of a lot of what they did throughout the whole season. Well, if he's going to be back for that week, he could probably have helped with the golf squad as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can have a say in a few sports, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, he wouldn't have made it any weaker, that's for sure. He would have been, uh, he would have been an interesting selection if he'd have been himself up for that one as well but uh, he'll, he'll, um, he'll be a welcome presence in whichever Guernsey side he, he ends up playing for. Yeah certainly a big addition to Tony Vance's squad. Let's run through his final Island Games squad then. Um, the goalkeepers James Hammond and Josh Addison. Um, defenders Dave Merris, Jacob Fales, Jamie Dodd, Joe Alvarez, Keanu Marsh and Tom Vodin. Midfielders Kieran Marne, Liam Marne and Tom Dodds. And then the attackers, Brandon Wallace, Charlton Govine, Danny Hale, Dave Rehoy, Keen Domal, Matt Loring, Ross Allen, Sam Murray and Will Fazakali. Uh, a big week for them. Gareth, you've been catching up with Tony Vance to find out more about his selections. Right, Tony. Um, you've announced the Island Games squad. There's obviously one 
name which sort of stands out perhaps more than others because of his lack of local involvement these days. But um, James Hammond in that selection, um, how has that one come about? Yeah, I think ultimately, firstly, it's, it's disappointing and, and frustrating for, for Jason, who's done nothing wrong, really. You know, at the end of the day, Josh has, Josh has tended to be number one and played in the Marathi and, and probably deserved it. Um, so Jason's been waiting for his opportunity. And, but um, when James sort of, sort of suggested he wanted to be involved and the level of um, sort of experience he has and um, the, the levels he's playing at in the UK, I mean, he's in the National League. So, uh, and, and, and the big thing for when James mentioned it to me was he, he said that he wanted to commit pretty much full on in terms of getting over here and training with the guys. Uh, it probably was almost a no-brainer, really, you know, <laughs> in, a, in a ridiculous sort of way. You know, with the rules of the Island Games, you can have Alex Scott play for you, can have Ben Acey play for you, you can have, you know, um, Joe Adams, the pros can all, all be available, but um, uh, but obviously they've got different circumstances. So um, so I would have, we would have considered them for sure. And um, we've done it in the past with other players. Uh, whilst we want to um, predominantly be locally based in, in terms of um, they're, they're, these are our players, if you like. Um, but James is um, playing at significant high levels, and, and I think he can he can bring the group on, um, and we need it in all honesty. So um, yeah, no, it's good to have him. Um, but um, you know, the important thing is is the, the main thing for me is that he's going to integrate with the group and train with us, and, and that's so important. And as for the rest of the selection, I mean, how difficult was it? You've, you've had this training sort together for a while, including the Marathi time as well. I mean, to, to narrow that down to the final 20, how difficult was it? Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, like you say, we've had this training squad and there's four or five that have missed out, but are still, are still going to be on standby for us and, and pushing the group. And that's really important because I, I, don't, I don't like comfort zone. And um, the one danger you've got, of naming a squad of 20 for the Island Games is everyone suddenly gets comfortable. Um, certainly knowing Colin Fallet is the way he is um, and myself, we won't we won't allow them to be comfortable. Um, but what we've got now is we've got them looking over their shoulder because there's a standby group who are, are going to be training as well and they'll want their shirt. So, um, yeah, no, but, it, you know, when, when you come to sort of putting your... You have to get those names on, on the list. Uh, we had to make sure we had everything covered. Um, for for the sort of the group of twenty in terms of positional, in terms of um, people who are going to win us a game, people who are going to um, uh, help us not lose, and uh, we had to make sure we had everything covered, every scenario, every situation. So um, I think we've more or less done that. And you know, unfortunately, the ones that have missed out, it's probably been because we've got players that can fill two or three roles and and are adaptable that that they end up missing out themselves. So. Uh, it's, it's always tough and it's always subjective, but um, yeah, we're pleased with the group. But um, the, the one thing is, is that um, what I'm not pleased with is, is the level of um, fitness and mentality they're at at the moment. So um, we've got a lot of work to do with them. And because of the nature of Ireland Games, you can almost guarantee that all 20 players are going to be almost heavily involved in, in that. Because, I mean, you, you have sort of game after game, day after day. So it, it's, a, it's a very, very demanding schedule. Oh, it's grueling, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been involved myself in, in both both camps, if you like, in terms of playing and, and being the coach and, and seeing seeing what it can do. And uh, you need the group, absolutely. You need to be you need to be brave with your selections <laughs> um, because you can take a chance at some point, um, hoping that you're going to 
um, get the rewards later on in, in the in the competition. But you have to win every game, simple as that. And uh, so we have to have a very very fit group. We've also got to have an adaptable group. We've also got to um, people have got to be honest and genuine uh, because. I've run on empty before and said I'm fine. Um, so um, I've been there, done that. You can't cheat a cheat. So, um, you know, uh, we, we've got to make sure that we, we get everybody on the money. Um, and as I said at the moment, um, we're, we're nowhere near that. And the most stupid and obvious question is, um, there's only really one ambition now, isn't there, for this group? And that is to try and replicate what happened 20 years ago. Absolutely, and and you know the Marathi has just made that even more important. It's 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 tough um, and challenging, uh, but also incredibly rewarding uh, to be involved in the home island games, and and it's it will be probably the most uh, one of the best experiences for this group if they get it right. Um, if you don't, it can be one of the worst. And um, you know I've been lucky to be to be on the sort of positive side of things in 2003. Uh, the interesting thing was we lost to Marathi that day, uh, that year, and um, and then we went on to win gold at home. So uh, you know, <laughs> maybe there's some silver lining in 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 a in an awful Marathi result, but um, you know that's not that's not really just that's just a, a sort of a, a token bit of motivation. But ultimately, what we have to do is is go into this ready for anything ready for to do anything and everything we can to firstly win the first game then the second then the third and then get through the semi-final and and uh and that's all we can do uh tick off each one as it goes but uh i keep keep alluding to this we've got an awful lot of work to do with this group because um last week against jersey we were we were too weak Tony Vance, uh, speaking to you there. Gareth, um, well, we'll have a full games football preview to come on this feed, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, Jamie, I mentioned the cycling before because, uh, yeah, we had 12 riders selected, uh, I think around about Christmas time, um, to give them plenty mm. of time to prepare. Um, but, yeah, the rest of the squad, another eight riders uh, have been named um, to take us up to 20. And, uh, yeah, their team manager says the strongest they've ever had. Um, so we've obviously, we've got some proven quality from the Commonwealth Games guys. The likes of those were selected back in, back in winter when we had the pre-selections. But um, it's quite nice to see Jack Reed has made the cut. So he's 18 and is currently based in France. So he hasn't really had the opportunity to go head-to-head against the local guys. But he's clearly in fantastic shape and will continue improving towards the games. And yeah, it'll be nice to see him and Road Squad. And I think the other big draw of a selection was the uh, women's mountain biking, which maybe hasn't been an area where we've had loads of strength and depth from the past. We had about six people competing for two spots. So it's quite interesting to see how that's turned out. And as a result, we've now got five members of the women's mountain biking team. Four of them are making their debut. Yeah, really exciting. Medal potential um, throughout the squad. Let's just run through um, that final 20. Um, on the road, it's Mark Cox, Sam Culverwell, Matt Osborne, Jack Reed, and Alex Van Catwick. Um, for the women, Hannah Breo, Helena Duger, Danny Hanley, Karina Jackson, and Jamie Lee Wright. And then the mountain bikers, Megan Downton, Jade Packham, Jamie Petty Fulgoni, Kylie Vodin, and Chloe Woods. And for the men, Andy Culvert, John Mapley, James Rowe, Mike Serafin, and Brad Vodin. The team managers, Alex Wilson, Andy Gibbs, 
Gibson, Maddie Wilson and Tobin Horton. Um, so uh, a, a bit of uh, Island Games experience to call on there from Tobin. He's going to be back helping uh, the squad um, throughout the week. Uh, so that's really good to see. Um, right, let's hear from another of the sports to have named their selections recently, table tennis. Um, they've been boosted by the return uh, to the sport. Former star Alice Edwards, formerly Loveridge, of course. There's one debutant in their team too, uh, 16-year-old Shelby Timms. Um, so a really nice mix for them. Um, to find out a bit more about their lineup, I caught up with their team manager, uh, Ireland cricket captain and a former Ireland champion on the table himself, Josh Butler. We've got a nice, uh, nice mix of probably uh, experience and uh, a new a couple, and a new face as well. So um, obviously the men are spearheaded by Gary Dodd. I think I don't know how many games he's played. This might be his fifth or sixth games, I think. Uh, we've got the twins in there as well, Josh and Lawrence, who are now experienced, and Ben is playing his third games as well. So it's quite nice, really. We've got a young sort of side on the men's side, but still experienced at the same time. Uh, and then the women, obviously, Alice is back, which is great news for us. Dawn as well, obviously a very experienced campaigner, uh, along with Kay and Shelby. So, yeah, a nice mix of experience and uh, and youth. Yeah, great stuff. And I guess um, as eye-catching as any will be Alice, obviously, you know, she was phenomenal um, at the top of her game a few years ago, took a bit of break out, has come back. What can you say about her sort of motivation and, and, uh, and I suppose the sort of level she's hitting at the moment? Yeah, she obviously came back this year. She seems to have enjoyed it. I've sort of asked her throughout the year. Um, if she's enjoying it as much as she used to, and I think she is, I think there's obviously less pressure these days. It's, she's obviously got a young family. It's not the be-all and end-all anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's great to have her back as well. Um, obviously, the entrances were last weekend. Uh, she won the Women's Channel Island title, beat Hannah from Jersey, which is a very good win for Alice, um, 4-1. Um, so I'm not too sure. You know, come the summer, we don't know what other other nations are going to rock up with. But I, I'd say da- Alice will definitely be in the mix, hopefully. Yeah, it's quite a nice story, isn't it, with Hannah in Jersey? Because she's obviously very young and very promising and kind of, in a way, you know, sort of following in the footsteps of, of Alice from a few years ago. So that, that it, you know, if they meet in the games, that'll be a, a great contest, I'm sure. Um, what about the new face in there? Shelby um, is quite young. Uh, I think she's 16. Nice to have, uh, yeah, I'm sure, nice to have a, a new name on the list as well. And, um, yeah, what can you say about what she brings to the table, yeah. literally? Yeah, obviously it's exciting, you know, um, especially playing at home games as, as her first one. I, th- I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, athletes in all sports that never get to play at home games. So that's probably a nice thing. Um, she'll be playing with Kay in the in the women's doubles, which will be nice for her because Kay's obviously an experienced campaigner as well. Um, and then in the mixed, I believe she's with one of the twins. I've, I'm not sure if the... Uh, teams have been set in stone yet if you like because obviously it's all uh, the double combinations and stuff so no hopefully she's excited um and yeah it'll be good and on the men's side yeah um gary uh clearly the, the sort of headline act and he, he's made such a big contribution to to Guernsey table tennis over the years and done so well it seems like he's in as good a form as ever yeah I, th- I think obviously he's one of my best mates i speak to him all the time he's uh i think he's just enjoying it nowadays i think back in the day it was a lot of pressure um trying to it sounds silly but trying to win every single game they ever played i think now he's just enjoying it um obviously living in sheffield his game's gone up to probably where it used to be back when he was at uni i think um you know he plays british league division one this year they got promoted to the premiership for next year um but he's he's i think he's currently dummy ranked something in england at about 11 and he's beating players that play you know, almost full time. So he's, yeah, like you say, in, in as good a form as ever. Um, won the Channel Island men's singles last weekend, 4-0 as well. So he, he looks good for the good for the summer. 
Brilliant. And when you put that all together, Guernsey have got such a great record on the team event. I think it's four golds in a row. Mm. Is that the kind of the medal that, that you guys as a, as a group will covet most this summer? Yeah, I think so. I, I, it's going to be tough. I think it'll be tougher than previous years. Uh, Jersey, obviously, with the likes of Hannah, Jordan White's plays full-time in somewhere like Sweden at the moment. And then Luke Miller lives in Sheffield with Doddy, funnily, or near, <laughs> near Doddy, funnily enough. So I think Jersey are going to be very, very strong. And then you add in the likes of Gotland, uh, teams like that are going to be, Greenland going to be strong as well. So I think that is the aim, but I think it is exciting at the same time that probably any one of four nations could win it. Um, I think we need to use the home games as a positive thing. You know, you don't want to add pressure. I think we know that the Guernsey support is going to be fantastic. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely the goal. I think, you know, speaking to Doddy and speaking to Alice, the team event is a nice one because you do win team. If you win a team gold, it, it's a lovely feeling. Um, so yeah, we're, we're hoping, hoping for that. And obviously you've got a busy schedule with, with cricket um, and that's been your focus in recent years. But as a former Ireland champion, you've come back to the sport this winter and been playing um, you're playing in the leagues. How much have you enjoyed that? And, you know, going into this role as team manager, I guess it, at least it gives you a good handle on kind of who's in what kind of form and, and, and how everyone's shaping up. Yeah, it's been nice to be back around, back around the lads and everyone at the centre. Um, I've probably enjoyed it more than I thought I would, to be honest. Um yeah, I've swung the bat once a week this year, really. You know, just I'm not too uh, fussed about playing deadly, deadly serious anymore. But when the uh, when obviously the Ireland games got announced, and I've spoken to Lats about cricket, obviously being the groundsman at KG Five, um, there's no cricket all week here, which obviously frees my time up a little bit. Um, so I, c I can afford to be down the centre a lot of the time. But obviously, with it being light till about half past nine, I can you know, work in the evenings or, or, you know, if I get a couple hours in the day, I can pop out and do some work as well. So, you know, it's sort of a perfect storm because if it, if it wasn't, you know, if it was away from home, I, I don't think I'd be able to spare the time. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, at least it's not too far away, is it, from here? Um, just finally, talk us through what the role is like as, as team manager because you were telling me before that it is quite involved in table tennis. You've got quite a big role to play, at least in, in kind of keeping people in the right frame of mind. Yeah, but sort of being, being a coach, if you like, being the cornerman, every single set you get an opportunity to talk to the players talk about tactics etc so you look at something like um well cricket my other sport it's the captain that pulls all the strings the coach you do all your coaching and then when the game starts you, you can't really affect the game um a bit like tennis i don't think the coach is allowed to speak to the player during the match so table tennis is almost the opposite i think every, every single end you, you you know you try and help the player ultimately it's down to them but if you see any points that you think might benefit them you try and make them aware of it and uh yeah, so it'll be a very, very busy week. Josh Butler there and Gareth, we're so used to seeing uh, him on the cricket pitch. But um, yeah, he's going to be in the corner for the table tennis and uh, sounding very relaxed and, and happy to be involved. Yeah, I think it's quite nice for Josh. He doesn't quite have the, the weight of the world on his shoulders when it comes to table tennis, as he does cricket these days. But um, he, he's done that role before. He was a sort of team manager in Gotland, I think it was, and they were very successful there. But it's just... Uh, it's one of the the great sort of island game sports table tennis, and Guernsey have got a very good record in it. It's going to be um, it's always hard to sort of keep up the the gold medal, certainly on the team event, uh, to keep up the record going there because it's such a, a high quality competition. 
but it'll be certainly one to watch out for and fingers crossed we can um, come out with some success again yeah definitely one to get down to a brilliant venue at the Hugues de Pommier and uh, yeah certainly when everyone gets around kind of one table and uh, all eyes are on uh, one match it is uh, actually uh, yeah, a, a fantastic spectacle so yeah highly recommend taking that in during Ireland Games Week um, right from the table to the court our tennis players also targeting team honours um, when their games uh, get underway on the 9th of July um, again they've got a good balance of uh, familiar games names and some new faces too one of those with experience of a couple of games now is Lauren Barker um, she's also heavily involved in bringing through the next generation um, as a coach locally so she seemed the perfect person to give me the lowdown on their 10 strong squad so we started training a lot earlier than we normally do this time so from around September we fixed uh, an island game squad that was obviously like a larger pool of players than the team that were going to be selected. Uh, I think there was about 20 players um, and we knew that there was going to be five men selected and five women selected. So we were training and then by the end of the year we cut that group down a little bit based on performance and commitment and then we have just made the final selection in the last few weeks um, of those five women and the five men so now we're going to start ramping the training up even more it's a good time to practice in our doubles pairings now that we know them because that's obviously been something that we can't really practice massively when there's more players in the in the pool and we're not sure who's going to be in the team so that's going to be a big focus now leading up to the to the games and you've been involved in a few Island Games now. Um, how do you gauge the the strength of the squad that you've been able to put together? Obviously, it's a big one, home games. I'm sure that, that every sport wants to go in with as, as strong a lineup as possible. Um, but have things come together nicely? Yeah, it's it feels a bit funny because it's been so long since the last Games. Obviously, four years ago in Gibraltar, it's kind of... It is difficult to gauge how strong the team is. We don't really know how strong the other islands teams are going to be you know they we we know a lot of the players that have come to the island games over the years but who knows if they're going to be coming this year it's 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 a bit unknown but we do have I think we have a strong team we've got the likes of Lauren Watson Steele who's been in the island for a couple of years now she's a division one college athlete in America so she's a really strong player so that's really boosting the ladies team um, she's going to be playing in the team event and the individual events. Uh, so that'll be really good to see to see how she gets on. Um, and our men's team's looking pretty good as well. We've got Patrick Ogier, Rob West, um, who have a lot of experience in these kind of events. So, yeah, I'm thinking quite positively yeah. about the strength of the team. Fantastic. And I think, you know, speaking to well, uh, the, some of the sports that, that kind of play these formats, the team event is the kind of one that, that people are coveting, like the table tennis team event and stuff. Is that the same in, in tennis as well? Yeah, definitely. There's a big, a big weight on the team event. Um, in tennis, the way it works, you have four players that you name in the team and your top two play, four women and four men, that is, the top two play singles against the equivalents from the, another island and then if it's one match all after that then you play a deciding doubles which could be anyone from your team of four uh, so that's always quite exciting it is especially with an individual sport you can easily feel very much on your own 
Um, so to play as part of a team is, is really nice and we all get on really well. So I think there's going to be a lot of support uh, and it just, just changes the feel of it when you don't quite feel so on your own when you're playing a match and you do have that team aspect, which is quite hard to get in a sport like tennis sometimes. Yeah, those some of your favourite kind of on and around court memories of Island Games is, is kind of um, being part of that team event. Absolutely, yeah, like wearing the same kit, being with, with your friends as well, it's really, really nice. And uh, we've had a bit of practice in the last year, we've played County Cup, which granted you're teaming up with Jersey, we will definitely not be teaming up with Jersey in the Island Games, but it's getting that kind of camaraderie feel, um, interinsulars and stuff. It, those kind of events are always the most fun. And actually we always, well, I personally think you get better performance out of that. Like it just gives you that little push uh, that you need. And it's just so nice having your team around you. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, that's it. I mean, in that week, your team Guernsey, I guess you're also part of Team Lauren because there's uh, quite a few of you in there. I mean, yeah. if, if anyone is going down to watch uh, any of you women play that week, you just shout, go Lauren, and you're probably yeah. going to get it right. Exactly. If in doubt, go Lauren. It's actually really <laughs> annoying, to be honest. <laughs> Someone's like, good shot, Lauren. You're like, well, are you talking to me? Because my shot was not like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's obviously a good tennis name. Yeah. What can I say? You know, if you want to be good at tennis. Good pedigree. Be, and you mentioned, the, yeah, you mentioned some of the, yeah, mentioned some of the more experienced players, particularly on the men's side. There's a, a couple of youngsters in contention as well. Yeah. Um, have we got a good ne you know, next generation of, of young player coming through? Yeah, definitely. We've got a couple of really strong youngsters. Um, so we need that because, you know, it's, it's not always a good thing to have those same faces all the time. They need to be pushed. And yeah, so it's good to have the, the fresh people. There's a lot of youngsters in the women's team. Uh, Lauren Catonch, another Lauren, obviously. Um, she's done really well. She performed really well in her playoffs to assert her position in the team. We've got Jenny Hutchins, um, who's a good doubles player. She's She's still at uni at the moment. So yeah, a couple of youngsters coming through, which is good. Yeah, great to see. Um, and for you guys as a team, um, yeah, to play on home courts, you know, you obviously wouldn't have done it before, 20 years since, since the last time. How much extra will it mean to, if you, you know, you can get in amongst those medals in whatever it is, the team event or, you know, the, um, the other draws. Um, yeah, it, will it be that bit extra special? Yeah, definitely. I think, Hopefully it will be an advantage playing on home courts. You know, obviously we play on these courts all the time. Um, so that can only be an advantage, really. We're used to it. We know the, we know the balls. We know everything. <laughs> we know every square inch of those courts. So I think that's going to help. And hopefully there'll be um, a lot of support as well. You know, it's not often at the Island Games where, like, you get all your family or your friends can come and watch, but that will make a difference I think in this games and hopefully a lot of the other players and, and members and things will be coming to watch so that's going to make a difference. Yeah you know? great and we, yeah we're still a few weeks out do you expect the kind of buzz to build as we get closer to it? Yeah definitely especially now the team's been selected I think now we're going to be foot on the gas trying to get as ready as possible uh, a lot of training a lot of matches in the next few weeks going to be busy going to be very busy. Well good luck. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>
Lauren Barker speaking to me about the Island Games tennis team there. Um, as she said, yeah, very difficult to know kind of what they're going to be up against. It's been a few years um, for all the sports, isn't it, since the last Island Games. So, um, yeah, there will be uh, lots of new um, challenges, lots of new competitors to come up against. Um, I think one person that the uh, men certainly will have had their eyes on uh, as to whether he'll be here is Stuart Parker of Jersey, who cleaned up um, back in Gibraltar a few years ago and has since uh, gone on um, to make some uh, serious waves uh, in the professional game as well at his level um, a very very competent player um, so it'll be uh, interesting to see if he's there I think the the rumours are that he will be so um, yeah uh, he will be a fierce competitor um, for well all of the medals um, on the men's side um, yeah this summer so we'll wait and see on that one um, right finally for this pod let's hear about the small but perfectly formed team of sailors who'll be flying the Guernsey flag in the Russell during games week um, they arguably work as hard as anyone at the games for their medals out on the water um, for five days so pretty much all of the week um, but what a stretch of water to race it must surely be up there with the most interesting of any of the islands in the games and they'll be hoping that knowing that water will hold them in good stead as one of their experienced hands told me well i'm david aslett um i've uh, been sailing in the island games on and off probably more off than on but on and off uh, since 1997, uh, the sailing was introduced into the island games, first of all, in 1995. Uh, I didn't take part in that one, but uh, I sailed in Jersey in 1997, and uh, I've done Jersey again since then, the Isle of Wight. Um, yeah, and now looking forward to the Guernsey Island Games. Yeah, here we are then, a few weeks out. Um, a few weeks ago, you named um, your team. Just talk us through who's in it and, and the experience and the... Um, uh, the ability that they bring to the fold? Um, well, we're a four-person team. Um, we've got uh, Jess Watson in the radial, along with Arthur Colonnette. Um, they're the uh, youngsters. Uh, I think both of those are debuting in this particular Ireland Games. Um, and then uh, we've got the more seasoned campaigners uh, in the full rig, the Ilka 7, uh, which is Andy Bridgman and myself. And for the laymen um, and for people who are going to be following the action, um, you know, yeah, here in Guernsey, just describe the difference between the the, the craft and, and and I suppose yeah, what it asks from the the, the sailors themselves. Um, the craft is the sort of ubiquitous uh, laser. It's in recent years been rebranded as ILCA, um, the International Laser Class Association. You've got the uh, the radial, um, the five rig, and now the seven rig, um, which was the old radial and the old full rig on the lasers. Um, but yeah, no, they've, they've sailed around the world, um, still sailed in the Olympics. Uh, they're a very physical class. Um, you know, it's really a sort of floating piece of gym equipment, so uh, it'll be hard work, especially if it's windy. Um, but uh, I've noticed uh, Andy Bridge been out training the other evening and he's looking very fit and uh, putting the hours into uh, make sure that he's in top shape for the games yeah that's great to hear because it is a long week isn't it for the sailors um you're pretty much i think on the water every day um and all of it counts um pretty much um towards the end just talk us through the format and uh, and how it works absolutely yeah i mean unlike uh, some of the other sports it's uh, all of the races count just to one towards one medal um there'll be individual medals for the Ilka 5 and the Ilka 7. Uh, there'll also be a team event. But yeah, no, we'll be racing four or five days, uh, weather permitting. Um, as you say, it'll be the fives in the morning one day and the sevens in the afternoon that day, and then it'll reverse. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be fairly hard, especially if it's breezy. But 
at that time of the year it might be uh, it might be lighter conditions yeah i was going to say you know we sat here in beautiful sunshine um at the start of may kind of looking out across um the rustle just before there's a little bit of sea mist there a gentle breeze i mean what kind of conditions a would you expect to be getting on the water in july and and what kind of conditions would be ideal for you <laughs> well i think uh, the conditions that would be ideal for me might be different for uh, andy bridgman and some of the other sailors but um you know i'm hoping for kind of uh, this sort of weather but maybe a little bit more breeze 10 to 15 knots uh, would suit me down to the ground um, Andy might be looking for a little bit more wind um, and the same in the fives you know I don't know um, but uh, I, I think they'll be prepared for a range of conditions and of course the uh, local knowledge of the little Russell there where we're going to be racing is going to be uh, uh, on our side yeah how big a difference does that make to be to be on your home water I think um it makes a big difference and you know i think um it's a very site-specific business sailing you know and the tides and uh, any kind of local conditions um, of microclimate and the wind um, effects um, from the uh, coastal there um, we should be more familiar with that than uh, the other people we're competing against so that can't do any harm and i guess it stands to reason that an island games it's going to be a good sailing competition. Yeah, everyone's uh, pretty familiar with the water, and we, we've had some great results in the past, haven't we? But who are the the other nations or the other islands really to, to look out for when it comes to the sailing competition? Uh, yeah, we've had some pretty good results. Um, in Gibraltar, we won the team competition. Uh, Clem Thompson was first in the fives, as they are now, and uh, Andy Bridgman got the silver in the uh, sevens, the full rig, as it was then. Um, the other really strong nations will be the Isle of Wight, uh, Innismon, um Bermuda. So, yeah, there should be some stiff competition. And for you, you've been involved in, in Island Games for, for a number of years. I mean, just describe the the role, I guess, this event has had in your own sort of sailing experience and, and, and how much it's meant to you to be a part of it. Oh, it's meant a huge amount. Um, you know, the laser, as I say, is a real um, benchmark for single-handed dinghy sailing. Um, and I've enjoyed the uh, camaraderie and the good-natured, competitiveness of an island games um you know and it's quite a, a a small group of people and it's nice to see them you know every other year and uh, catch up with them every now and again so yeah no i'm really looking forward to the social side as well as the competition and i'm sure you've got a bit of bias um sitting here in guernsey but um in terms of where else you've sailed in island games i mean it's kind of setting off from St. Peter Port and, and racing kind of, yeah, in the shadow of, of Guernsey and Herm or just tucked in between must be as, as special as it comes at Island Games. Absolutely, yeah. I think we've got an absolutely beautiful venue here. Um, you know, sailing between uh, Guernsey and Herm, the coast is spectacular. The water is great. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of another venue that I've been to um, which is more picturesque and, uh, you know, a better venue for sailing. Yeah, awesome. And just just finally, um, set the scene for us in terms of the the organisation of an event like this. Um, how much of a kind of military operation? I think that's the, the expression you, you um, used back in February when the team was announced. I mean, how, how much of a military operation is it to to make sure everything goes off without a hitch? It is. I mean, I'm sure it's the same with all uh, the sports, but particularly sailing um, has got a lot of logistical challenges. We've got to get the boats here. We've got to get the rigs. Um, you know, it's uh, space intensive um, and time intensive 
but uh, the organisers of this event are really setting the bar um, extremely high for Orkney to uh, match in uh, two years' time uh, by running it like clockwork. They've got um, a very, very great team in place, um, and uh, I have every hope and expectation that uh, it's going to be a great Games. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sparing a bit of time and uh, best of luck with the preparation. <laughs> Thank you very much. Dave Aslett from Guernsey's Island Games sailing team uh, speaking to me there. Um, yeah, we're getting very close. Jamie, just athletics, as I said at the top, to come. Do we know when their squad's going to be announced? I can I can say you will be expecting them soon. Um, we've got the last couple domestic track and field meets, which may play part of a process of like narrowing down the squads. And I believe they're having a meeting at the start of next month to get the final names out. So, yeah, you can count on seeing something in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Um, thanks very much, guys. 50 days to go. We'll have lots more coverage, as I say, in the build-up to the games, in the pages of the Guernsey Press, on this podcast feed as well. So make sure you hit follow um, or subscribe wherever you're getting your shows to get every episode delivered straight to you. And on our social channels as well, at GSY Press Sport is the place to go on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks very much, guys. Our thanks to Upmost for their support of uh, of the build-up and for their support of Team Guernsey, uh, headline sponsors of the Guernsey Island Games Association um, going into this summer. And what a big summer it's going to be. We'll see you soon, guys. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tony.